This is your favorite dog podcast in the Philippines, the dog behind the human. Of course, with me, your host, Doug Coach Francis, and my wonderful co-host, Tina Ryan. Kamusta, Coach? Tina, this is a new time slot if you're watching this live because we decided to move it on a Saturday para dun sa mga meron work. Nung Sunday, mm-hmm. you can hang out and then probably sleep late because we're going to be talking about interesting people, topics, controversial topics, uh, hot topics, and syempre, it all revolves around dogs. And tambay lang kayo muna dito sa show. All right. Tina, very special yung guest natin as always, pero uh, paano ba na ko yung guest natin? No, they've, been, they've been friends of mine. Well, the wife is actually. Um, and when I messaged her, Patricia, um, she said yes right away. I was just so surprised and I haven't seen her in forever, Coach. I think the last time I saw them was their wedding, at their wedding in wow. California. Pa. Wow. And, uh, for, I don't know. Maybe our guest will tell us. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it's been a while. And I'm just so glad that they agreed to do so. I mean... Of course, the wifey, meron siyang ibang agenda tonight. And uh-huh. hindi tayo makakarelate, coach, kasi wala pa tayo more kids. But this is the time that she has to put the baby to sleep. So, you know, the the ama- amazing ha- uh, hubby is going to be filling in for her. Right, <laughs> so. right, right. But uh, just to have a quick intro, actually, this guy, this man, uh, does not need further introduction. Pero... Um, sabihin ko na lang muna sa inyo kung ano yung stellar career niya kasi I've been a follower oh, okay. of this league uh, ever since I was young and until now naman, okay? So, he was a PBA medical first team in 1997, four-time PBA champion, won in 1994 Commissioner's Cup, 1997 Commissioner's, 2001 Commissioner's, and 2002 Commissioner's. Ayan, he is an American-born Filipino retired professional basketball player and is a former commissioner oh, commissioner then of the mm. Phil Sports Basketball Association or the FBA. Yeah. Uh moniker. Do you know the moniker of our guest? Uh I think it's being shown on screen because uh, uh... <laughs> All right, without further ado, let's welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the dog behind the human, sir, PBA legend Vince the Prince. He's on. All right. <laughs> hey, guys. How you doing, Coach? Hey, Tina. Dude, it's, it's, I know. It's been, was it 2003 or 4? 4, 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, 4. 4, it was a good time, really good time. Yeah. Well, it's good to see you, and thank you for agreeing with the very last minute. And um, mm-hmm. I just see, you know, I'm so sorry, Vince, that I barely just got to follow him, like, right this moment on Instagram. I've been following Patricia, obviously, forever. But, wow. yeah, today I just followed Vince. And napansin ko lang, Coach, may aso pala sila. So sabi ko, why not uh-huh. have them? The question is, who's more of a dog Definitely me. Um, you know, actually, I think my wife had a phobia. I think she had a incident with a some kind of a dog. I don't know what it was, but when she was really young, so she always had this phobia about dogs. 
So mm. what did I do first and foremost? One of my first gifts to her was a puppy. <laughs> so <laughs> I gotta get her out of this, uh, you know, this rut that she's in. I mean, I can't have a non-dog lover as a wife. So, no, just so yeah. So um, well, first we gave her a. It was a pug, and she I remember. Yes, it was a pug. Yeah. Yeah, and took care of that for a long time. And then uh, when we got married, I gave her another dog, bigger dog this time. So she has actually two dogs. So she has the the first one, the pug, which has left us now. But um, the other one is a black uh, lab. It's named Catalina. So, yeah. And then we have two wow. other dogs as well. We have uh, the daughter of Catalina. Uh, her name's Negra. And we have another <laughs> one named Black. We couldn't think of a name, so <laughs> Negra. Like cerveza, not because of any political whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a golden retriever, and her name's not Goldie, it's, it's Maxi. So, yeah, that's it. So, um, how did it work out? Because uh, she was really fearful of dogs. And then, um, how'd she get over it? Well, and yeah. What did you do? How'd you, how'd you introduce the dogs? Well, if you start with them young, I mean, with you know, with puppies, they kind of grow to love them and they know their, you know, their quirks. I think she just got afraid of anything that had like growling, you know, and, and big teeth or whatever looking at her. So, you know, I gave them as puppies and she just grew to love them. And they're, you know, I don't know if you know about black labs, but they're kind of like the, like the bulls of like, you know, in a, in a crystal factory kind of, they're, they're kind of, they're kind of rough, I guess you could say, a little bit. I mean, they, uh -huh. they, they, they bump you and stuff. They don't mean anything by it. In fact, they like it. Um, not like the golden. The golden is much more, you know, playful and it'll stay away from you. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so she's Sanaina. Uh, she'll she'll just play with them as they are. Can't change the dogs, right? <laughs> awesome. I like that. You can't have a, a wife who's not a dog lover. Ang galeng, parang hindi yun. Hindi yun ano coach, uh, ano ba yun yung, oh my gosh, what is the word I'm looking for? Basta ano. Compatible? Hindi, hindi it just can't be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince, when was, what, or, yeah, what is your earliest dog? Do you have the earliest memory of having When I was a kid? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I remember all my dogs. I had, uh, we had a dachshund, which uh, they had the Purina... Uh, uh, it's, I know it's a brand, whatever, but they had this dog contest, and uh, I remember it actually. We won uh, most original costume because we got two big pieces of French bread, and we kind of like put a rubber band on it, and <laughs> he was a hot dog. So um, no, but we had fun. You know, all our dogs were awesome. Um, from there, we had a I had a golden. His name was Chester. Uh, then we had Sam, who I think was like. It was sort of a mix of like wolf and I don't know, but it was huge. Uh, it was like German Shepherd and something else. I, I really don't know what it was, but really a lovable dog. Uh, and then uh, my parents actually tried to like kidnap my um, uh, other dog, my, uh, what do you call this? Our, uh, our, um, our pug. So we ended up. I got my sister to buy a pug for my parents because I said, you know, to get my pug. Um, so that's that. And then, yeah, so then from there, um, I've had other dogs. I had a Jack Russell once. Um, yeah, 
I love dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, so that may be naman ng naging dog. Now we have four um, dogs. We, have, we also have a uh, Maltese as well. Oh. So four dogs equals big uh, dog food bills. <laughs> <laughs> Not including the three children that you have. Yeah, that's different. That's different food, bill, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's have a little bit of. Uh, no, um, Tina, let's have a little bit of, of nostalgia. Because, um, sa mga panahon nito, di ba, lockdown, we love to reminisce uh, the old times wherein we can actually go to see a game of ball, um, play sports, or just run, di ba, uh, or jog around our community. So, um. How did you get into playing ball, Muna, uh, Vince? Wow. Well, how did I? It wasn't hard. Um, first of all, I was, I'm the youngest. I'm the bunso of six. And I have three brothers and, and, and two sisters, obviously, all older. So um, my father also played high school uh, at Ateneo de Cagayan, or Xavier, as you call it now, in Cagayan Doro. Um, and my brother, I remember, I, I don't remember, but they, they've shown me pictures. I went to my very first basketball game. I was still, I think, six weeks old. Um, my brother was already in high school because I'm the youngest, like I said. So he was already in high school. So um, at an early age, obviously. So I kind of grew up with it. We had a basketball half court in our backyard. So we used to do all of the craziness back there, all the all of the square squirmishes and the <laughs> everything else happened in the backyard. And, you know, I, I learned how to play against obviously um, bigger people because I was the youngest and I used to get manhandled. <laughs> I was 15 years and uh, sorry, 14 and 13 and five years older than me. So again, wow. when I'm five, he's 20. I mean, how can I compete with a 20 year old? So yeah, it was like that. But I understand uh, you're a shooting guard, right? But have you always started out as a shooting guard? No, not at all. In fact, uh, I, I really couldn't dribble well. I couldn't do a lot of things very well. I still can't. But um, when I was really young, all I could do was really just rebound and run and just shoot layup <laughs> to give me the ball. Uh, that was kind of all I, I mean, I really had no ball handling skill. I did, didn't shoot very well. I, I'm, I'm a definition of a, you know, late bloomer. Um, I really got better after I finished high school. Uh, it's weird. I'm re- it's bizarre, but that's, that's how I was. I think that's where I worked the hardest. And I think that's where I got the most improvement as well. That's amazing. Okay. Tina, um, alam about Vince was drafted by... The Pure Foods Tender Juicy Giants, uh, way back in 1994, first round, eighth pick overall. Um, how was the feeling? Now you, you actually got picked the first round. I wasn't expecting it. To, to be frank, I was um, uh, I was going around actively the teams because again, it's it's always a unique situation. My situation was. I thought I was still going to play two more years in Ateneo for college, but apparently uh, one of the schools was making a stink. I won't say which one, but it's the green one. And uh, (laughs) so so the head of the the athletic uh, department came to me. He was a priest and he said, you know, we have this thing and 
you know, what do you want to do? What I, I actually, I throw it right back to him, like, sir, you know, father, what you tell me what I should do. Cause I don't want to embarrass, you know, the program or the school or, you know, anything. So you tell me, he goes, he's the one who told me just go PBA. You know, if you don't, if it doesn't work out, you come back, you finish your school. It's not I go, okay. So I went basically two years ahead of where I thought I was going to go. So during that time, I actually, I actively went around the different teams. I talked to them all. I talked to all the coaches and, and the different managements of the different uh, teams. And all of them said the same thing, you know, not ready yet. You still need more, you know, seasoning. You need more exposure. <laughs> you need to get better. I said, okay, whatever. Um, but I'm still coming out this year. And the only one who really um, showed interest was Coach Jaworski from Hanebra. Um, he said, okay, I have the first pick overall. I'm going to get you the first pick of the second round. He goes, hopefully you'll still be around. So I went into the draft kind of feeling assured that at least I'll go first pick of the second round. Well, lo and behold, uh, uh, Coney Island, which was the name of Pure Foods at that time, because they always changed the oh, name. Oh, Coney I, Island, okay. Yeah, so um, they picked me the eighth pick. And uh, it's Coach Chareas. It's funny because he goes, he goes, I surprised the heck out of you. I'm like, yeah, because you told me didn't want me a couple of days ago, but now I guess you do. Um, so that's how I went. That's that's how my my story unfolds. Yeah, but eventually you got traded to Ginebra, right? Yeah. Um, well, after a year, um, see, I, I kind of knew, um, you know, I'm a shooter. That's what I do. I, I like to shoot. I love to play hard and, and shoot. And I was in a situation there where it wasn't ideal for shooters. I mean, Nothing to take away from the team or anything like that, but you know everybody knows that was Alvin Patrimonio's and Jerry Codinera's show, and everybody else is just around them. So um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of difficult to shine as a shooter when you really have to be the at best third option. You know, uh, uh, always throwing the ball inside for which. You know, again, I didn't have a problem with it. I, I, you know, I was a good soldier and I did what they asked me to do. I got them the ball all the time. But I also noticed that my confidence wasn't as high as it should have been because I was even second second guessing myself because I'm like, I'm open. Why am I not shooting it sometimes? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the year, I just requested and uh, was finally given. There was a trade uh, made. So it was a two for one. So I ended up going to Hanebra after my first year and uh, pure foods got that um, a draft pick plus uh, a player. So um, it all worked out again. It was God's plan. Uh, I don't look at it any other way. He wanted me to be there at that time at that place. And, you know, it was there that I got the chance to really get more playing time and to have the confidence and, you know, what an amazing treat I had. I mean, to learn from, you know, the guys who I think are really the best, you know, Alvin, Jerry and then coach right. George. I mean, in two years, I'm learning from these guys left and right, how to deal with so many things about being a pro, how to uh, really learn uh, to deal with fans. And I, I again, I, I don't say it's just one, all of them really taught me something, something valuable. And of course, basketball, you know, and the way to approach the game as not just a player, you, you really have to approach it as a student and as somebody who wants to learn constantly. And that's really kind of how it was for me. That's how I got to Hinebra. And then in Hinebra, again, I got all that playing time, which really helped me. And, you know, even when I had 
subpar games or bad games, I would call them. Coach Jaworski was the one encouraging me. So I was thinking to myself, this is the living legend, and he's the one telling me to shoot the ball more, to do more, to do like this, or to, you know. I mean, it was really a, a, an uplifting situation. So I, I really super enjoyed it. It was the best, probably the best time of my career. Yeah. How was it like? Can I make a confession, you guys? Yeah, go to you. Since you know that, I think you know that I'm not even a basketball fan. Okay. But, you don't uh, have to be. <laughs> no one's forced. I was, I was like, oh, I don't know who shoot guard. I don't know yeah. I only know the point guard. That's it. Yeah. Well, we don't shoot guards. We, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, shooting guards are just the guys that are known for shooting more from the outside. That's basically <laughs> it. That's basically it. <laughs> Yeah, don't worry. I'll walk you through, Tina. <laughs> for some reason, but he never game. I mean, like I watch because of the fans, Vince. Yeah, and you, mm. I think you know, like, oh, they're he awesome. never fans were crazy. The best. Crazy. Oh, Are you still like in touch? The LA with Lakers of the Philippines, right? Wow, well, you said the two best teams in the world, right there, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I like you even more. Um, yeah, it, it uh, you know, the fans are amazing. You know, uh, it, it, a lot of people don't even realize how amazing it was. But for us, it was just like super wow. I mean, we would get, you know, hundreds, sometimes even thousand people at our practice. Right. And they would come from Cavite and Tondo and Bulacan and all these places. And I'm like, Wow, they made that much effort, and they don't. It's not like they're driving, you know, <laughs> yeah. Ferraris, right? They're taking buses and jeeps and trains and all kinds of stuff to get to us, and you know, it's just to, to come see us. And that's one thing that I really learned from Coach Jaworski. I was like, you know, these people, they really believe in what we're doing, and they they work, you know, super hard, and they sacrifice a lot just to come see you guys play. The least you can do is reciprocate. Give them the time. Talk to them. Mm-hmm. Get to know them too. And I, again, I learned so much. Coach Jaworski was the master at it. And he had that amazing charisma at, uh, you know, the, the way he handled fans. And he made everybody feel like they were the only one in the room, even if there were hundreds of people in the room. Uh, it's really an art what he has and had and uh, continues, actually, I guess, to this day. Wow. Um, how was, because that was actually my follow-up question, right? Um, how was it like playing with, uh, coach uh, Joe Erski. No, again, you, you're... was there any pressure? Did you feel any pressure? Oh, yeah. or... I mean, you know, it's just like if you're on Michael Jordan's team or Kobe's team, you know what I mean? You're like, wow. You know what I mean? It's like, it's different. You, you think you're something until you go anywhere and then you just see what they really are. Like, we go to provinces and there's like crazy fans i'm not talking like i'm talking really crazy <laughs> fans. <laughs> and i'm just like blown away at how i mean there's like you know life or death is is the team practically for them and um you know when you, you're near around somebody like that and you can only learn i mean why does it go like this for him and you know there's thousands of basketball players hundreds of thousands maybe even but why is he the only one that they do like that to and you really learn a lot. And he, he teaches you. I mean, it's not like it's like a how-to book, 
but he's just like you know he simply it's just be yourself be nice be approachable if they ask for anything try to do what you can uh, you know it's not like you're gonna give away all your money to everybody and all that stuff but you know if you can help them in any little way by all means because a lot of them are really you know um, sincere and you know they're not trying to like get something out of you so you know you, you make the effort and again that's one thing that coach always did he had that that way of going the extra mile um mm-hmm. you know how many times he's like guys i gotta go i have a thing to go to i found out later he went to like two or three different wakes that night plus he went to some other mm-hmm. person's whatever wow. you know he's always looking out for those people and those people will you know, you wonder why they're so diehard and gung-ho. It's stuff like that. He, he doesn't just say, hey, how are you? Bye-bye. And then as soon as he goes out the door, it's different. No, he's like that from the morning to night. I mean, whenever he can do something for somebody, he does it. And that's, that's really an attribute that, I mean, we need more of, especially now in, in, in sports, you know, more approachability. Um, you know, in, in all sports. And uh, I think that, you know, he's really a great model. I learned so much from him on that level. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I had a fans club when I was playing and all that stuff. And I, I still keep them as, oh, yes, <laughs> but I call them as friends. I mean, we really, we still, as much as we can, well, not recently because of the COVID lockdown or whatever, but we go out to dinner, we hang out. If there's a birthday, we'll try to go meet up or, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, again, I've been retired since <laughs> for almost 20 years now, but, uh, you know, we still get together and we still talk about the good times and all that stuff and, you know, how everybody's doing, how's their families and all that stuff. Right. So talking about being retired for 20 years, Pedro, you actually made something incredible and made to made it to the headlines uh, way back in 2003 before pero before i show you that video um let's give a shout out to tristan thing sabinya vince the prince hinebra fan here and and then um sabe machong nisan brought me here so welcome to the show uh tristan <laughs> Aww, thank you tristan <laughs> hi tristan yeah. all right so um Go ahead, Coach. May mayroon ako isang legit question for Vince um, before you yeah. show that video. Okay, um, go. Vince, being up, being like you know the the at the time social media wasn't active. Yeah. How do you think? <laughs> how do you think the players now? <laughs> how do you think social media changed the attitude of our players now compared to how you guys were back in the '90s when? You know, we were just all glued on the television or even the radio. Yeah, again, totally different times. I mean, you really can't compare them that easily because, you know, now it's just like click of a button. Everybody knows everything, you know, about where you are, who you're with, why you're doing it, whatever. <laughs> That's could be a good thing, I guess. I, it's not a problem for me, but, you know, um, let's just say all of us players laugh. We're like, man... Uh, all the craziness we did before, we're, we're so glad that we didn't have your social media back then. <laughs> you know, uh, if we had all the phones with all the cameras, not I'm not self-incriminating myself, but uh, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> no, because we like, you know, we, we were, uh, we looked at ourselves as like a family. Um, you know, our, all our teammates, they're like my brothers. Um, you know, 
Coach Jaworski's like dad, you know what I mean? He's like that fatherly figure. And, you know, we, we were truly friends. You know, we weren't just basketball players or guys on a basketball team. We were truly friends. So, you know, we would hang out at each other's houses, have, you know, sometimes the barbecues or, you know, go out to have dinner or something like that. We, we really spent time outside of basketball. It's not like, you know, as soon as you walk out the gym, Milana, we would really hang out. So, I mean, that was cool. And, you know, you know what goes with hanging out with crazy rich men and, and anyway, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that's all. I was, I'll stop there. <laughs> right. I was actually waiting. <laughs> I'll stop right there. I know. Can you tell us a bit? <laughs> no, no, no. We, no, we really had a lot of fun. And, um, you know, some of the guys, it was funny because we had a mix because some of the guys were married, some weren't like I was not. And, um, you know, it was, it was different. It was totally different, uh, time. I mean, um, no social media probably was a better thing for us, uh, in that sense. I mean, just for whatever reason, I, I can't really think of a very good way to put it, but, um, you know, I, I think it might've been good for me personally, because I was heavily involved with like media and stuff as well. So that part, maybe it would have been good for me, but Again, we as soon as we were done with the the basketball practices and the guestings and the games and all that stuff, we kind of just wanted to go somewhere and just hang out and just chill. And we didn't want to be quote unquote bothered or worried about somebody's in there with a camera going on Facebook Live and all, you know, it's kind of <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, we just wanted to yeah. our, let our hair down, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah, pero. Um, I guess you're aware na ang tawag sa'yo is kilabot ng mga kolehiyala way back. <laughs> right, Vince? Yeah. Okay. So, this made the headlines. Sabi ko nga, I'm gonna show you a video real quick. Let's just watch this. It's 45 seconds roughly. So, um, let's see it. We'll have somewhere people going on right now. <laughs> I'm gonna ask one more time. Will you be Mrs. Vinci's on? Yes! Ayos! He's on three points! Alright, maybe you can share uh, that story. Um, how did it go? I mean, did you plan it? Um, who. Who's the people behind it that help you out? How how'd you go through the process of proposing in the middle of the game? Well, first of all, I'm glad she said yes. It was totally spontaneous as far as her not knowing about it. Because if she didn't, I'd probably be living under a rock in like Bangladesh or someplace. I don't really know about anyways. Um let's see here. So uh when I finally decided I, that's what I wanted to do. You know, because, well, to be frank, I, I had always had cheese miss. Oh, Vince is with this person. Oh, he's married. Oh, he's got that. He's got this girl. I kept saying, you know what? You cheese mosos. I don't like cheese mosos. If I ever get married, you'll know. That was that was my uh-huh. I said, you'll know. That's all I'm going to say. So when I decided to do this, I said, what am I going to do? You know, let's do something interesting and let's, let's try to make it uh, different. So, yeah. So I talked to... Um, I talked to uh, first my uh, my team, and I got permission from them. Uh, so I talked to the manager and the coach and all that stuff. And they're like, "Yeah, go ahead. Why not?" Um, then I had talked to the 
the league, the PBA, um, they were okay with it because it had never been done. What we did had never been done in PBA or our Coliseum history. So, um, so I had to do, I had to also talk to Araneta and then I had to talk to the production company, um, that I talked to Fritz Friedman and, and some others. And, you know, it was, it was a long drawn out thing. And, um, uh, finally, when we did it, she really had no clue. That's why they even changed her position. She's usually facing this one direction when she's doing her reports. But they said, you know, today we'll make it different. Face that way. So when I walked in, she was facing the opposite way, which she's usually not facing. So, yeah. And then I just did it. And, uh, again, that whole Sarmenta, he's on three points. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, spontaneous as well. So, you know, it was one of those amazing moments, not only for me and, and my wife, obviously, but a lot of people still come up to us and say, hey, I was there. I, I remember. I, oh. I, I remember where, like, where were you and what were you doing when this happened? I, I get like, you know, even like old people, you know, we were, I was at home, my wife, and we started crying and stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so I guess it worked. She said yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you guys ever have like a dull moment together? You both love sports. I mean, dull. I, to marry somebody who loves sports just as much mm -hmm. as you do is almost like a match made in heaven. Yeah. And you turn her into a dog lover. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, she's um she's never dull. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> and now especially with our family dynamic, you know, having, you know, two boys who are, you know, sixteen and fourteen and now are uh, one year, seven month old, so you know, it's different. It's uh, it's awesome. I, I can't uh, say anything but good things about it. And, uh, you know, it, it's amazing that, you know, um, she really knows sports. In fact, like I said, we've, we're the first husband and wife team to do a uh, PBA game uh, as an anchor and an analyst. She's the anchor and I'm the analyst because I just know when to keep my mouth shut. So that's it. That's how we keep our marriage as well. Just like that kind of arrangement on TV. <laughs> Well, for the kids, do you ever see your kids growing up and then playing ball as well? Um, maybe, but, you know, again, one thing I, I did is what my parents did to me because I come from a very diverse um, family as far as, you know, my oldest sister is school principal, my oldest brother's a doctor, another brother who's a lawyer, another sister who's in school. Um, she's on the state uh, level of schooling. Um, my brother's in a real estate and then there's me the basketball guy it's kind of bizarre right um but my parents were always just like whatever you want to do do it just do it to your best ability and with all your heart and that's kind of what i'm telling my kids as well you know i'm, I'm not pushing them to any particular sport or you know they don't want to play basketball i don't push them um mm -hmm. that's fine with me but uh, they find something so vicente our oldest he's really more of the into the arts uh, he's a big kid. He's like almost, uh, I think he's about 5'11 now. He got a size 17 shoe. He's a big wow. boy. Yep. Wow. Uh, pretty much fit my entire shoe inside of his shoe. And I wear a size 12 and a half. <laughs> but anyways, um, so, but he's, he loves to sing. He loves to play the drums. Uh, th that's his thing. And he loves to act and stuff like that. So if that's what he wants, go for it. 
Um, yeah, Paul is more of the sporty. He, he thinks he's like, you know, LeBron James in the Philippines or something, but um, he's he's also a competitor. So again, if he wants to learn, I help him. But I, again, I never pushed him. I didn't want to push him. Patrice right now, she's our princess and that's how she'll always be. I don't know how that'll work later on, but <laughs> yeah, anyway, so she's, she kind of runs this house right now, to be honest. <laughs> All right, so I know what's next in the man for Vince. Can say, um, I understand you've also been coaching, yeah. Um, well, I, I not really coached, I, I would consider myself more of a skills guy because I just wanted to help people shoot. I really felt that there was a deficiency in this country of people who had the ability to shoot in the mold of like you know, maybe even Jimmy Alapag or or Alan Kaidik or, you know, to a lesser extent, I guess me or whoever, but, you know, I just wanted to teach the right fundamentals and all that stuff. So I got involved with a couple of different groups, um, schools and PBA as well. And, you know, I, they all improved. So I was happy with that. And now I just basically run some small ones just for, you know, the youth in my village and, and surrounding villages. So and again, it's not a big deal. It's kind of easy for them and me. And, um, you know, they're all improving. So I'm happy with that. Uh, I, that's all I really want to do anyway is just watch them get better. And, you know, one day, who knows, they'll make it bigger. But let's just see. And I have another uh, question in terms of sports in this country. I'd like to get your feedback on the current situation of the game, uh, basketball in general in, in the Philippines. Um, do you think we have improved since uh, your time playing the PBA? Um, we have... Uh, the rising stars of Giles Filipina. So overall, what do you think of sports or basketball in general? You know, we always talk about this, in fact, but you know, it's different. You can't compare the two. The game has changed so much. It's like apples and oranges in so many respects because, you know, fouls that would never have been called before are now being called fouls. And, you know, technicals that are being called now are regular fouls back then. So it was a lot rougher, a lot different, and it was a different brand of basketball, a lot more quote unquote rugged. Um, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll say it right now, right? The, the, the guys now are definitely more skilled. They're taller, they can run faster. They have all of the advanced athletic, you know, plyometrics and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but again, they're, they're just, I guess you could say adjusting to the way the the, the rules are being interpreted and being played out now. So again, different times, just totally different times. It's like comparing, you know, for example, LeBron and, and Michael. I mean, you, you can't uh -huh. really compare the two because, you know, Michael lived in a time where he was getting destroyed every night. I mean, they're literally taking hammers to his head pretty much every night. So, you know, now you get these guys that get, you know, a little pinky on them. They, they call a foul. Uh -huh. <laughs> so again, uh -huh. just different times. You can't really... It's hard. It's very difficult to, to have that uh, debate. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, teams like Gilas, you know, um, the, the junior Gilas, I think those are great programs. I think they've done nothing but good for basketball um, in so many respects because they're not only um, discovering um, young talents, and, but they're developing them very well. And, you know, the game has changed so much. Eh? Before, if you didn't have a good coach, good luck. You're, you're not going to learn much. But now with the internet and all that stuff, I mean, if they don't, if they want to learn a certain skill, Google it. And it's about <laughs> 20 guys who are sort of trying to teach you whatever move that, uh, you know, for, you know, like Harden is doing or, or 
Steph Curry is doing. You want to learn? Okay, they got 20 guys who are sitting there breaking it down frame by frame how to do their moves. We didn't have that. We, we uh-huh. literally were, if you wanted to do that kind of stuff, you had to have your own VHS or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> frame by frame. Play and rewind. Right. Yeah. So. Tina, just to uh, give you an idea, dati kasi, um, uh, at least yung larong kanto, okay? Uh, meron tayong tinatawag dito, or at least way back in the 90s and late 90s, uh, a foul is called only, uh, ang tawag nga dun eh, no blood, no foul. So if it's not really a full contact, parang contact sport foul, then that's okay. not a foul. Diba? You're just playing. You just have to uh-huh. play through. Pero ngayon, ang tawag ngayon is manipis yung tawag. As in just a slight tap on the wrist. Uh, that's oh, already a foul. Oo. Ah. So ganun ka. Yun yung sinasabi ni ano, ni So kumorni na. Ganun na. <laughs> Corny na siya ngayon. Yeah. It's more on skills <laughs> now eh. Diba? It's, Parang, different. it's yeah. not really. It, it's different eh. Diba? But I do miss the old days. Oh, uh, I do miss the old days. I miss the good old days. What <laughs> <laughs> you know? would you say? It's rougher. Rougher no old days. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely. Okay. Rougher. Okay. Now, uh, one of my... We have a wonderful question. Um, I thought, Vince, maybe you can answer this. <laughs> do you think it would be hip to bring back basketball uniforms before? Like the shorter shorts or short shorts. <laughs> Okay, uh, Lorenzo, first of all, I never wore short shorts. I I was like in grade seven or eight, and that's all they gave me. Um, The whole time I was in the PBA, I had the longest shorts pretty much. Uh, I kind of followed the Michael Jordan uh, uh, style. Um, But apparently, it's starting to come back again. These short shorts, there's a couple guys who are doing it. Um, I believe... uh, is it uh, Gio Halalon from uh, Pure Foods likes to wear the shorter short? And there's a couple others. So um, it's starting to come back, you know. So let me Google that real quick. <laughs> I, I'm personally not a big fan of it. I, I When I was forced to wear short shorts, when I was at, um, uh, well, they weren't short shorts, but they were kind of short. But, anyways, um, uh, I, I would put compression shorts under my shorts. And the compression shorts would stick out the bottom of the shorts. So it looked like they were longer, but they really weren't. Right. So, yeah, we a comment from Peach De Leon. He said, old school baller, pala si Coach Francis. <laughs> that comes with the age <laughs> and the generation. We, Thank know, you, Peach, we, for we watching. enjoyed being rough. <laughs> okay. Coach, are we going to yeah, so that was uh, really fun going back to the old days. Um, thank you for sharing, Vince. I guess it's time uh, to well, let's move forward and let's try the Zoomies round. All right, Vince, this is the Zoomies round. All you have to do is a- um, answer the following questions as quick and um, the best as you can. All right, Tina, go ahead. What is your favorite rainy day Filipino food? Uh, sopas. <laughs> okay. Uy, sarap na. Uh, all right. What is your go-to karaoke song? Uh, with my wife, Endless Love. All right. Um, this is interesting. Do you like pineapple on a pizza? Of course. Love it. 
Hawaiian all day. Canadian bacon. <laughs> City living or country living? Oh, oof. I'll say country. I had enough of the city. Too much concrete. <laughs> Something you've always wanted to try but are too afraid to do. Uh, bungee. Haven't done it yet. Thought about it, just haven't done it. You are about to get into a fight. What song comes on your mind? Oh, comes on as your soundtrack. Rocky, <laughs> come on. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Have you ever got into a fight in the PBA? Never in the PBA. <laughs> Never. Wow. <laughs> Not even a close call? A lot of close calls, but there's a lot, there's always a big difference between this and this. <laughs> oh, okay, coach. Yeah. Um, have more time or have more money? Um, both. Just time for whatever. If you could turn any activity into an Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance at winning a medal for? Uh, walking my dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice, More nice. Bogey points. <laughs> uh, <on> that. <laughs> All right, uh, Vince, what do you think is the most adorable sports mascot? Adorable sports mascot. What does that mean? I don't look at mascots and say, wow, that's adorable. <laughs> Think of a mascot. What would it be, probably? Uh, the Phoenix Suns Gorilla. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> if you were a dog, what breed are you? Uh, wow, that's a good question. I'm a black lab because... No, um, I just am uh, strong yet nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, do an imitation of one of your dog's bark. Do an imitation uh, on on air. Now, if you could borrow one of your dog's qualities, what would it be? Uh, patience, because <laughs> you know they're they're pretty patient. You know, waiting for me to come home whenever I'm out, usually, and uh, you know they they just they're there. They they just want to you know spend time, and you know they're very loyal. Like Kanina, my brother or my son was laughing because I was I, I like to mow my own lawn, and I was mowing my lawn, and my dog was following me. So wherever I would go, the dog was right behind me. So kind of cool. <laughs> I hope he took a video of that. That would be like really cute to share. That would be really cute, yeah. That would be really cute to share. And lastly, George. All right, Vince. Uh, you mentioned that you've had a lot of dogs um, since you were young, but is there one special dog that was with you or probably gives a, the biggest impact? So I guess is. Who is the dog behind the human Vince on? Uh, I'll say my first dog, Chester, I guess, because that's what I grew up with. And he was uh, just a great dog. I mean, um, always a happy dog. He's never doesn't have a mean bone in his body and very good around kids and playful. Just wanted to, you know, 
go chase balls and sticks and stuff like that. And love to jump. We had a swimming pool. Would jump in the pool like all the time. And I thought it was dangerous, but the dog loved it. He loved to swim. So <laughs> this is a cool dog. All and right, with I that, guess. we want to thank you for your time, Vince. And hopefully, uh, one more one more message here. Also, pioneer of the sweetest proposals. Haha. <laughs> Daming boyfriends na kinabahan nung nakita sa TV <laughs> yung proposal. At ang dami daw nag-expect na babae. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Vince, for your time. And we do hope to have maybe you and Patricia back one of these days on the show. Um, uh, anything you want to promote in social media? or Not really. If you want to follow on all of the big ones. Uh, mostly Instagram and Facebook lately though but uh, anyways uh, thank you guys for uh, having me and thank you to all the our friends uh, out there in uh, Facebook land and wherever else live land uh, appreciate the opportunity to be here thank you so much Vince Ooh, that was uh, super cool and I, I love the nostalgia talking to a PBA legend thank you so much Tina for inviting Vince over and that's it for the show, The Dog Behind the Human. This is Dog Coach Francis saying, keep healthy. Keep safe. And don't forget to pet your dog. That was Tina Ryan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye, Vince. Bye. -bye.